The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. For this episode, I am celebrating National Dog Day in our nation's capital. Check out my social media feed so you can see how Ty and I, that's my English toy spaniel Ty, how Ty and I are spending our special day. So let's talk about the show. On this dog's holiday, we're going to learn how to boost our pet's confidence with some dog training. Amy Robinson, dog trainer and founder of Drool School. Don't you love that, Drool School? She'll be joining us to discuss how dog training is always a good idea for both you and your dog. Amy will be speaking to us in segment number four. That's later on in the show. But before that, segment three kicks off with my I likey of the week. After, we're going to get some instruction about how to treat your dog to a massage. Jennifer Funk of Abundant Life Massage is back with us talking about the right strokes to make your pooch feel good. And I'm also going to give you some ideas of what you and your bestie, your four-legged family member, can do on National Dog Day. That's coming up next after the end of this segment. So let's kick off our show with our first guest talking about how to pate on Monday, August 26th, National Dog Day. Joining us to talk about how to throw a shindig for National Dog Day is Haley Mahalko, founder of Puppy Parties NYC. Hello, Hallie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's great to have you here. I mean, you're the premier uh, party planner for pups in New York and beyond, the Hamptons and so on. So National Dog Day is coming up real soon. Do I still have time to throw a big party for my furry friends? Yeah, sure. There's definitely still time. Okay, so that's good. Well, I'm sure your services are booked and, you know, because you're in high demand, like we said. But what's the first thing that pet owners need to think about if they want to throw a dog party? Of course. And just like any other party, you know, there's always things that come up last minute. So definitely, you know, going ahead of time, how much you want to spend uh, will definitely help once you really start to get into, you know, purchasing all the supplies and working with different vendors, et cetera. So definitely having that dollar amount um, that you want to stick to helps. Did, did you hear that, everyone? She said vendors. I think it's going to be an expensive uh, a potty. Okay. So <laughs> um, I've had a few parties myself over the years with my pooches, whether it's birthdays or theme parties. So I guess really, I guess one of the great ways to start is with a canine uh, party theme. Is that right? Can you give us some ideas yeah. for National Dog Day? Yeah, definitely. Themes are always so much fun. You know, depending on the time of year, you could choose a theme based on the season or a holiday. Also, if you're throwing the party for your dog, it's always great to pick out something that relates to your dog. So, for example, if your dog, like, loves playing with balls, we've had clients who really wanted to do, like, a sports theme. So I think just really, you know, basing it around, like I said, the time of the year or what your dog likes is really great. Yeah, well, it's National Dog Day, so I can see a little red, white, and blue. I am recording this from Washington, D.C., so I think if I were to do a dog party, it would have to be something patriotic, since it's National Dog yes. Day. 
That sounds great. I think one of the things that people are always daunted by when deciding to do a party is where should they have it? Should it be inside? Should it be outside? So for me, inside is never a good thing because I don't want dogs peeing in my house. So even if there's a dedicated potty area, everything has to be outside. But then again, I don't want to clean up anything. So for me, I'd probably have it at like a local dog training center or a place like that. What's your expert suggestion? So definitely a dog-friendly space, like you said. In the city, there are so many different dog-friendly, like doggy daycares, Mm -hmm. which are really great because they have dogs, you know, in and out every day. And a lot of them have like an extra space that they could allocate for a party. So that's always great. Even dog-friendly hotels. And now there's actually new cafes and bars and restaurants that have opened that allow dogs. So I think any of those options are really great. And you know what also nice is about New York City or any other big city is a lot of these large apartment buildings that are pet friendly, you know, have a dedicated extra room that a lot of people throw dog parties and kids parties and, you know, do other things. I mean, sometimes they have business centers in the apartment buildings, but they also have these extra spaces. And I think those are also great. And then, you know, the other thing is uh, nobody likes to clean up, not even me. You know, but when you have seven dogs, you do a lot of cleaning anyway, but you can hire staff. So that's why I think it's always a good idea to have it at these places. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Haley Mahelko, founder of Puppy Parties NYC. She is one swanky party planner. She services swanky pets, rich pets, and, and probably a few not so rich pets in New York City and the Hamptons and beyond. So let's talk party activities. What should we do to have a memorable soiree? Anything that dogs like to do, you know, dogs will be dogs. So anything with balls, even setting up like an agility, if you're doing something outside, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of room, setting up like an agility course is always fun. And actually, like you mentioned, we just had this party out in the Hamptons this past weekend and we had doggy pools, which was really great because it was a hot summer day. So, you know, party. having the dogs mm-hmm. be able to flash off and get into the water. Yeah, I mean, a pool party sounds great. Everyone knows I live in Florida now and go back and forth uh, to my apartment in New York. But a pool party can be really fun. You just have to have constant supervision uh, when dogs are around the water. And maybe some dogs will wear life jackets or some dogs wear kind of those kind of cool bathing suits and trunks and stuff like that. And there's also great water toys. So, you know, really, I think your mind can just kind of expand, you know, Okay, so here's the big thing. What do I serve? What what kind of beverages and food do I need to have at my doggy party? And are, are dogs as picky as humans? Yeah, you definitely want to have food for the dogs. Um, so whether it be treats, if it's like a birthday party, you want to have a dog-friendly cake. And yeah, depending to like if you have humans at the event, you're going to want to serve food for the adults as well. But definitely, yeah, something fun for the dogs. Like I said, like a cake is always great. Okay, who do I invite? I mean, and also, should I provide any instruction to the pet parents? I think it all depends on the type of party. But honestly, whoever you'd like to invite, it's always a good idea to invite the dog owners. So if you're looking just to have a party for the dogs, to have their owners come, you know, so they could be there to supervise their dog. And, you know, plus, honestly, they like to be there, too, and join in on the fun. And then if you're looking to do, like, a private party, you can invite, like, your friends, even if they don't have dogs your friends, your family. So I think it all depends on like the type of party and, you know, where you're having it. No, I think that's a good point. I always found when I did dog parties, I always invited my dog's friends because I knew that group of dogs got along really well. So maybe I didn't know everybody's addresses. (laughs) 
But at least if I went to the dog park and there was a core group of people I used to hang out with, I would invite them because the dogs all got along and I didn't have to worry. If I invited a lot of strange people and their dogs, you know, strangers to my dog and his friends, then we might have a little problems. But I always found like doing fun activities, like having a dog trainer there, having someone to do an activity gets dogs moving around. I'm sure, I'm sure I, Haley would agree. Well, anything else you can think of, uh, especially since it's National Dog Day? Yeah, I mean, it's always great to give back. That's something that we strongly believe in and do with a lot of our events. So I think, you know, if you're looking to have a party, do what you can to help other dogs that aren't as fortunate. So whether that be doing like a monetary donation to a local like shelter or a lot of these organizations also have like a wish list. So they have, you know, you could go on Amazon and they great have a great idea. Created. And you could choose to, like, if they need doggy, like, beds or blankets or anything, and you're able to give them, you know, a gift to, to give back. I think that's a great idea. And you can also put something, like, on your invitation, hey, in lieu of gifts, you know, we're asking you to donate $20 to our charity. Or maybe you could even have a rescue dog from the charity that's up for adoption that you think maybe one of your friends who's looking for a dog might find interesting. I think that's always a good thing. But obviously, that has to be worked out well in advance. Well, Haley, thank you so much for joining us and giving us and sharing your expert potty advice. Thank you for having me. We're going to have to have you back. We're going to have to get you back a few times during the course of the year. Well, everyone, that was Haley Mihalko, founder of Puppy Parties NYC. To learn more about her party planning, her expert, excellent party planning service, visit puppypartiesnyc.com. Let's take a commercial break and come back with Celebrity Pet Scoop and some ideas on how you and your pooch can spend National Dog Day. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Hey, my name is Rory Diamond. I am the CEO of Canines for Warriors. We are the nation's largest provider of service dogs for disabled American veterans. And we are asking everyone to support Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130. Absolutely critical to do this. It will require the VA to help organizations like Canines for Warriors serve our disabled veterans with incredible life-saving service dogs and to recover from post-traumatic stress. Please contact the member of Congress to support Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. I love two things, sports and my dog Chester. Where I go, he goes. To the beach, to play soccer, everywhere. We spend a lot of time together in the sun, so I always carry a can of EpiPet sunscreen. So Chester is protected from the sun's harmful UV rays. I just spray it on and I don't have to worry. Chester is protected, so I know my sports buddies can be with me for a long time. Thanks, EpiPet. 
Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and I'm reporting from Washington, D.C. I'm spending my doggy and me trip in our nation's capital where I'm bringing you some Pet Buzz to get you and your pets through the week. You know, now is the time for one of my favorite parts of the show is celebrity pet news. A good friend of mine told me she really liked this part of the show. She loves celebrities. She reads all those magazines. So she thinks it's kind of cool we have a celebrity pet news section. Well, you know, celebrities are just like us when it comes to their dogs. They love them unconditionally. They brag about their pets and they post pics on their social media channels. They even sign their pets up for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. So on the holiday, August 26th, that's National Dog Day, make sure you potty like a rock star and you post a picture of you and your dog with the hashtag National Dog Day. A lot of celebrities are going to be doing it. So let us know, because we want to know what your favorite celebrities are doing, and we want them to see you and get ideas from you about what you and your pooch and how you and your pooch are spending the day. I think that's great. And definitely check out with, you know, Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas, uh, Justin Bieber, Jennifer Lopez. They all have pets. Check out what your favorite celebrities are doing. Maybe Billy Ray Cyrus, maybe a little Nas X. Check out what they're going to be doing with their pets. Okay. Well, now it's time to talk about National Dog Day and what you and your four-legged friend can do. Well, you know, National Dog Day, it really is one of my favorite holidays. And I've made a complete guide here for some of the things that you guys can do. Our best friends deserve to be celebrated every day of the year. So make sure you don't skip out on your furry friend's big day. Besides, who needs an extra excuse to treat your pup? Okay, well, National Dog Day, if you want to know, started in 2004 after an animal enthusiast and and pet lover, Colleen Page, wanted to honor man and woman's best friend. It also serves as a great opportunity to highlight adoptable dogs and rescue services. The holiday is also known as National Dog Day, Dog Appreciation Day, World Dog Day, and International Dog Day. Well, there's an endless amount of ways to celebrate the holiday. So if your pooch likes to explore, take a day trip and go hiking or just take a long walk in a new neighborhood so he or she can enjoy new sights and new sounds. You know, treat them with their favorite dog biscuits or if you like to bake like me, cook up some tasty treats. Maybe you're not up for a potty, but consider enjoying a play date with one of your dog's uh, best friends. Uh, check out community National Dog Day events in your area. You're going to meet some new friends for your dog and maybe for you. You might even find the dog lover of your dreams there. You never need an excuse to spoil your pet. Maybe what you want to do is go out to the, your favorite pet store and buy him a new toy or, or splurge on his comfort with a new bed. But most importantly, I think this is the most important thing. Tell your dog that you love him or her. So I have seven dogs, so and I'm away. So Ty's with me, so the other ones are home. So I'm going to make sure 
I do a video chat so, uh, with Dr. Flex so all my pets can see me. And, if, you know, I have a cat and it's National Dog Day, but I'll be selling, telling him I love him too. Hayden, I love you. And lastly, you want to take lots of pictures so both you and your dog can really enjoy your day. That's that's really key. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now I'm going to talk about my fave for the week, my I likey. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. Well, since I decided to celebrate in Washington, D.C., I decided to treat Ty to an Auburn Leather Crafters leash and collar. Now, the company manufactures high-quality leather products for your pets. And here's the thing. The owners of Auburn, who I know personally, are committed to bringing you products that reflect the pride of being made in the USA. So since we're spending National Dog Day in the nation's capital, I decided to gift Tyne with the American Traditions Leather and Ribbon Dog Collar and Leash. So it's beautiful leather on the collar and leash, and it's decorated with stars and stripes ribbon. So we've got a little pride there, USA Pride, celebrate the nation's capital. And the leash and collar, to me, really represent quality, excellent craftsmanship, and really the pride that I have for my country. So I'm going to post a picture of Ty wearing the leash and collar so you guys you guys can see that so i'm going to tell you stay tuned because next we're going to talk about how to treat your pet to a massage now this is a segment not to be missed They call me Prince like I'm royalty or something. But the places I've lived ain't no palaces. So I don't need grilled salmon or a new scratching post. Just give me a cardboard box and a can of tuna and we're good. You can even change my name. I'm cool being the kitty formerly known as Prince. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. I'm petronologist Charlotte Reed with a healthy pet, healthy you tip. There are many reasons that you might have to shelter at home with your pets, such as unsafe air quality, dangerous roads, and or high winds and flying debris, but you have to be prepared. So here are some suggestions. Make sure your pet's inside. If it's unsafe for you to be outside, it's unsafe for him too. Know the location of your pet's emergency go bag. It should have already been stocked with extra food, water, first aid kit, and other essentials your pet needs. Take your pet with you to a room that's safe. The room's location is based on whether you are sheltering from a hurricane, earthquake, tornado, flood, or blizzard. If there's a wildfire, it's best to take your pet and leave the premises immediately. Bring a battery-operated radio to ensure that you can get updates from emergency officials, even if the power goes out and your phone or internet connection or down. If time allows, move your pet's favorite bed or blanket to your safe room so that you can make him as comfortable as possible until the threat passes. Since pets can get restless if cooped up inside in one room, bring items to keep them engaged, such as toys, games, and learning activities. Make sure your pet has a place to relieve himself. Keeping puppy pee pads on hand can be useful for this purpose, as can potty training your dog to go indoors. Have a few disposable litter boxes for cats, too. Make sure to have cleaning supplies on hand in case of an accident. Keep your pet away from the windows. Debris may be flying around during a storm due to high winds. In fact, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention says that flying debris is the most common cause of injury during a hurricane. 
Be ready for you and your pet to leave at a moment's notice. Keep your dog's leash, crate, or carrier and any necessarily travel gear near the exit. For cats, have a carrier or pop-up shelter and other essentials. Once gone, you can refer to your emergency evacuation plan. You know, pets know when there's panic in the air, so try to remain as calm as possible. This is pet trendologist Charlotte Reed with a healthy pet, healthy you tip. Stay safe. My name is Mike Ruiz, and I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada, and now I live in New Jersey. The thing that made me fall in love with Oliver was the very first time I met him, he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom I was visiting. I opened the door to my friend's house, and Oliver came running up to me, sat at my feet, and looked up at me with the most beautiful, big, brown, soulful eyes. And within 24 hours, I had filled out all the paperwork, and Oliver was my son. I've experienced a lot of discrimination with Oliver. We would walk down the street, and people would literally cross the street. You know, when they would see us coming, you know, they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog. I just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest, gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life. Sadly, I lost Oliver in August of 2018. I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful. So I got this tattoo of him. It's just such an amazing thing. Knowing that I carry him in my heart, I now carry him on my arm. My name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple, and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. So welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. Well, August 26th, as you know, is National Dog Day, but let's not forget about the millions of shelter dogs that deserve some pampering, too. Sadly, most dogs enter shelters dirty and matted, and less than half get the grooming they need so their lovable, adoptable personalities can shine through. To spotlight the influence grooming can have on dog adoption, pet industry leaders wallandgreatergood.org teamed up to donate funds and grooming supplies to shelters nationwide. Hundreds of these amazing makeovers can be seen in the Dirty Dogs Before and After Photo Gallery. So check out DirtyDogsGallery.com. If you want to help pets in need, donate money, shampoo and other grooming products, as well as your bathing services, your time for your bathing service to help dogs get adopted. They need you. Well, we're going to move on a little bit with our next guest because I'm excited to have her. She's been on the show two or three times. Uh, so joining us today to discuss massage as a canine treat is Jennifer Funk of Abundance Life Massage. Well, Jen, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the Pet Buzz. 
Oh, thank you, Charlotte, for having me. Well, Jen, you're a dog owner. How many dogs do you have? Well, I personally own four dogs myself. I have two Vishwas and a Pug Dachshund mix and an Italian Greyhound mix. So what are you guys doing for National Dog Day at your house? Well, we are going to start out with breakfast, probably not in bed because I have all four of them. And to have breakfast <laughs> in bed, I would have to be in bed. <laughs> okay. But anyway, we'll spend the day playing and they'll probably get some extra special treats. They may come in the office with me, but we're certainly going to have a celebration of it. Super. So why is canine massage such a great treat on this holiday or really any day? Well, dogs love massage just as much as we do. And a lot of times people ask, isn't massage just petting dogs? And I always ask them, have you had a massage? (laughs) Because if you've had a massage, you know that it is more than just, you know, dental touch. There's actually very, uh, it's very beneficial in so many ways, especially, you know, in Florida in the summertime, we have a lot of storms here and if dogs are anxious with thunder, you know, massage can help with that. And it can help if they have any injuries, if they're weekend warriors. So there are a lot of uh, great reasons to give your pet a massage on National Pet Day or any other day. Awesome. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with masseuse and educator Jennifer Funk of Abundant Life Massage Education. She's providing us with tips on how to massage our dogs. So, Jen, why is it important to learn how to correctly massage our dogs? Well, just like humans, we have um, special areas that we need to have careful uh, attention paid when we're getting massage. And same thing with dogs. Uh, we don't want to massage them too deeply. Also, they look and are the same size as kind of little kids. And you would not do regular massage techniques that you would on an adult human on a dog. We need to be more gentle. Also need to be mindful of their anatomy, which is pretty different from ours. Mm-hmm. Wow. A lot of great information here. So are there any special strokes for pets? Well, a lot of people think, again, that that massage is just petting when it's really touched with intention. And so when you are sitting, watching a movie with your dog, a lot of times people are just running their hand down their back, petting them. But if you actually stop and think, okay, what am I feeling? Are there any differences in temperature where my hand is is running along their back or sides? Is there any difference in uh, texture? where maybe the muscles feel tighter. Um, how about uh, temp- um, tenderness? Does my dog look at me all of a sudden when I reach a particular spot on their body? Um, because that may be tender. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways that we can massage dogs or at least do what we call palpate, which means that we're touching with intention. I like that, touching with intention. Okay, well, I you kind of answered my next question. So I guess it doesn't make a difference where we massage them. It didn't have to be in a dark room with music like humans, right? Well, if you're doing a relaxation massage, dogs love to have a dark room with music. There are some excellent um, music CDs which you can download called Through a Dog's Ear, mm-hmm. which is solo piano music, slower than 60 beats per minute. I used to teach band too, so I'm kind of fascinated with the whole, you know, musical structure. But uh, dogs absolutely love to have that soft, slow music. And um, you can light your candles. Just don't light any with essential oils because, as you know, their noses are much more sensitive. But for relaxation massage, dogs, like I said, they love to have that environment as well, just as much as we do. Great. So, I mean, obviously, some of you might want to massage your dog on National Dog Day. Any other tips about when we should massage our dog? Should it be in the evening? Should it be in the afternoon, the morning? What do you think? Or any time is a good time? The main thing is you need to massage your dog when you have time to do it. And make sure that they've gone to the bathroom before you start. And Same thing with you. 
Make sure that you're not <laughs> going to be talking to anybody else during that time. Okay. Make sure that you're not hurried. So, yeah, these are all times when you can massage your dog, when you can just really fully spend the time with them and focus on them. Great. Well, Jen, thank you so much for stopping by the Hive Studio to give us some buzz about canine massage. That was masseuse and educator Jennifer Funk of Abundant Life Massage Education discussing canine massage as a treat and a health benefit for our pets. To learn more about her and her doggy massage awesome business, visit AbundanceLifeMassage.com. Don't go away. We'll be back with more buzz after the break. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. My name is Mike Ruiz and I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada and now I live in New Jersey. The thing that made me fall in love with Oliver was the very first time I met him, he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom I was visiting. I opened the door to my friend's house and Oliver came running up to me, sat at my feet and looked up at me with the most beautiful, big, brown, soulful eyes. And within 24 hours, I had filled out all the paperwork and Oliver was my son. I've experienced a lot of discrimination with Oliver. We would walk down the street and people would literally cross the street you know when they would see us coming you know they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog but just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life sadly I lost Oliver in August of 2018 I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful so I got this tattoo of him it's just such an amazing thing knowing that I carry him in my heart I now carry him on my arm my name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and research shows walking at least a half an hour every day can reduce a person's risk for heart disease and other serious illnesses. So regular walking is a great way to live a long and happy life. For most dogs, an hour of physical activity each day is necessary and will help them lead healthier lives free of disease. Walking a dog does not only have a physical benefit, there are plenty of psychological benefits for both the dog and the owner. There are so many smells, sights, and sounds in the outdoors that a dog is mentally stimulated every time he or she walks out the front door. Taking a dog on a walk will also help to solidify the strong bond between you and your animal. Give your dog some positive attention by doing what he or she loves. Take your dog out for a neighborhood walk today. Hey, my name is Rory Diamond. I am the CEO of Canines for Warriors. We are the nation's largest provider of service dogs for disabled American veterans. And we are asking everyone to support Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130. Absolutely critical to do this. It will require the VA to help organizations like Canines for Warriors serve our disabled veterans with incredible life-saving service dogs and to recover from post-traumatic stress. Please contact your member of Congress to support Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, 
and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you that here at the Pet Buzz, we're urban, suburban, and country. Well, today I'm reporting from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. You know, D.C. is so pet-friendly with so many hotels, parks, and restaurants. Ty, my dog, and I, my English toy spaniel, who is about 13 years old, and you've seen pictures of him, his tongue hangs out. Well, we're having such a wonderful time visiting the sites and meeting Lots of other dog lovers from Maryland, Virginia, as well as Washington. Okay, so let's move on. Well, on National Dog Day, I think it's always a great idea to do an activity that can promote the animal-human bond. You know, training your dog throughout his life will ensure that you have a mentally and physically stimulated dog, but you will also enhance your bond as you both grow older. So joining us to talk about taking time or taking the opportunity to spend some quality time with your dog on National Dog Day or any day is Amy Robinson, dog trainer extraordinaire and founder of, don't you love this, Drool School. Hey, Amy, thanks for joining us today. So my big question is, is every day National Dog Day at your house? You know, just yesterday I was out with a friend um, and we just ran into this golden doodle and I just stopped everything and had this beautiful moment, this eye contact, and it just made me smile. So, well, on this day, we enjoy spoiling our dogs on National Dog Day. Can you give us any ideas about how we can spend some quality time with our dogs? Yeah, and quality time, again, we're not watching, you know, binge watching Netflix with the dog sitting at our feet. That's not that much fun for the dog. Oh, it can be so, if you include some doggy ice cream. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, but really they want to do things. Okay. You know, they can lay around anytime. They really want to get up and do stuff. So one of the things that's fun and doesn't require a lot of effort is a little mini picnic. So think about anything, you know, dogs love anything that involves hanging around in the cool grass, fresh dirt, 
favorite foods and hanging out with you. So I like to go to like a little pocket park or maybe a, a short trail and sort of earn the repast by walking around mm-hmm. and then package the dog's treats in a little container and bring your own stuff. Um, you might bring a couple apple slices, something the dog doesn't normally get. Okay. And this will all be a big hit. You sit down, you enjoy it together, and then you head on home. This takes maybe an hour. Okay. Any dog training involved in that? There could be, sure. I think dog training is marvelous for increasing the bond between you and your dog. Remember, they want to naturally follow a leader. So unless they have a leader, they're feeling a little bit lost. Um, and you can become the leader without being a drill sergeant. So just Offering a few directives and lots of praise in response is a way to say to your dog, I approve of what you're doing and keep up the good work. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's a great way to boost your dog's confidence. But, you know, I think a lot of people make this mistake. They get a puppy or they adopt an an adolescent dog and they do some training in the beginning. And then that's kind of it. They just assume that it either sticks or it doesn't. So do you recommend training a dog or mini sessions throughout the dog's life? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I often will train like a six or eight-year-old dog and and people are saying, are you sure he can still learn? Yes, absolutely. And the dog loves it. And the proof of that is if you were to get a puppy in your life and you've already got an older dog, when you start working with that puppy, that dog will be right at your elbow saying, hey, what about me? Hey, what about me? I want to do this stuff too. Yeah. Hey, what about me? And what Uh, do I do next? Just like you said, the dog's looking for a leader. So he needs some direction. And I think training also boosts confidence. Wouldn't you agree? Makes the dog feel comfortable. Well, because again, he's got that leadership and he doesn't have to make the hard decisions in life because you're making those decisions for him. So he can relax and, and let you sort of take over. You know, I I think that's great. And also, it's a great way to mentally and physically stimulate your dog. Okay, so other than basic obedience, let's say I'm sitting around, it's National Dog Day, I want to do something kind of fun with my dog. What other kind of dog training, other than basic, could pet and pet owners participate in? Well, a couple things I like to do. I like to uh, marry up training with play. And this has been super effective for my business and Owners love it. Dogs love it. One of the things I do is I'll take a leash and wrap it around the handle of an empty gallon water jug. And then I'll have the dog stay. And I plop that thing on the ground in front of me. And I start to back up slowly away from him. And then I say, okay. And he comes flying after it. And then you're playing doggy tetherball as you swing that thing around your body. And he's leaping through the air trying to grab it with his mouth. It's a blast but you're still incorporating a few easy commands. Me. You can ask him to let go and start all over again. I'm going to have to see a picture of that. It sounds kind of cool. Oh, it's funny. I bet yeah, it is. It's really funny. And then another fun thing is you can let them tear and shred stuff up. You know, they really want to work their teeth. One of my favorite things to do is just take an empty Amazon box, rip off the tape, make sure there's no staples in it, stuff that box with like some plain brown paper, swipe a little maybe peanut butter on the bottom, then put in some dog toys and a bone and hide it, and then just put it on the ground and let him have at it. And if you video that, that's perfectly Instagrammable, right? Okay. The box, no staples, no tape, some peanut butter. Oh, that can only be done in my kitchen. 
I can't have peanut butter all over the walls. I don't know about you guys, but I can see doing oh, that. Oh, no, it would just be like a tiny swipe just okay. to get him in there. Just to get him just in there. Go, hmm, and, then he in can, there? and then he can rip up the paper. Okay, that sounds like a fun thing to do. I was also thinking about some trick training. I think dogs kind of like to do tricks. And, you know, these yeah. days, like you said, everybody wants to do Instagram. They want to put their, they want to make their dog a social media star. So, I mean, if you teach them one or two tricks, you can photograph them or videotape them, put them up on Instagram, or then even when when your parents come over to visit you, right? You could show yeah, our friends, you could absolutely. show off the trick. Yeah. Here's and you know what I really like cute. about your advice? It's things that dogs do naturally. I don't think it's yeah. so hard for them to like, you know, lift up a paw or, you know, like you said, they're in that bow position already. So why not? Why just add a little training sure. to that? I like that. Favorite thing is, is to pop the dog in the car and take him to a different spot. Take him out of his neighborhood. Go up to a little shopping area, you know, go to a, go to a pet superstore and just stroll around and let him, you know, incorporate some commands if you want to, which is always good, but let him socialize and, and see some new stuff that's super stimulating for them. Don't let them get into a rut so deep that it's the same old, same old every day. I think that's a great point. Last question for you. Since National Dog Day helps promote adoption, and if you're fortunate to find the dog of your dreams on Monday, when should you start training him? I would say pretty much immediately, but you're really going to provide training through structure. So a lot of people, when they, let's say they adopt a dog from the local shelter or rescue, they feel bad for him. They bring him home. They give him full access, the couch, the bed. That's not really what you want to do. You really want to provide a structured environment where he knows what to expect. And then slowly over time, if you want to dole out your privilege, privileges, go ahead and do that. But it's important first to let them know, here are the house rules. Here's how we behave. This is how you should behave. And, you know, just, just gentle understanding. The dog will meet you more than halfway in my experience. Great. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Everyone, that was dog trainer Amy Robinson, the founder of Drool School. For more information about Amy and her training techniques, visit amyrobinsondogexpert.com. What a great interview with Amy Robinson. Well, it's that time. It's time to wrap up the show. I don't know if you heard the bell, but I just did. So before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Well, next week, Dr. Fleck will be back with me, and we're going to be talking about feline leukemia, pets, and the single scene. Now, that's a segment that you don't want to miss, and non-surgical methods of castration and hysterectomies. But before I go, I also want to thank my guests. So special thanks to Haley Mahalko, Jennifer Funk, and Amy Robinson. Of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And just so you know, you can follow along on our social media channels as the show airs. You'll see videos, pics, notes, and, you know, any thoughts of ours that pertain to the show. And this week, it's going to be great because I'm in Washington. So you'll get to see some of the monuments and the things that Ty and I get to visit. Well, if you have a question, write me at team at thepetbuzz.com and I will cover your question or your comment on our next show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. That's National Dog Day. Most importantly, I want you to remember, Dr. Fleck and I are here each time with our dogs.
Yeah, and quality time, again, we're not watching, you know, binge-watching Netflix with the dog sitting at our feet. That's not that much fun for the dog. Oh, it can be so, if you include some doggy ice cream. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, but really, they want to do things. Okay. You know, they can lay around anytime. They really want to get up and do stuff. So one of the things that's fun and doesn't require a lot of effort is a little mini picnic. So think about anything, you know, dogs love anything that involves hanging around in the cool grass, fresh dirt, favorite foods, and hanging out with you. So I like to go to like a little pocket park or maybe a a short trail and sort of earn the repast by walking around Mm -hmm. and then package the dog's treats in a little container and bring your own stuff. Um, You might bring a couple apple slices, something the dog doesn't normally get. Okay. And this will all be a big hit. You sit down, you enjoy it together, and then you head on home. This takes maybe an hour. Okay. Any dog training involved in that? There could be, sure. I think dog training is marvelous for increasing the bond between you and your